welcome to another edition of the Blind Shots Podcast. I'm your host, David Hill, and this is short game session number two, after the lesson. If you listen to episode one of the short game session, you know that I was heading into a golf lesson full of fear and worry and angst, and turns out that it was all for naught, that it was all silliness and a waste of mental energy. Everything's fine. I'm not going to take up paddle ball and the godforsaken sport that takes up all the basketball courts at my local YMCA. I get to keep playing golf. Uh, My pro was great today. Uh, We had some laughs, and more importantly, we got some things figured out. We covered some ground that we had covered before, and that part of it is a little bit embarrassing. Um, I'd hoped that my natural swing that I showed up uh, in his office with six years ago was dead, but it lives on. It is apparently uh, attached, metastasized itself somewhere deep into my DNA. And if I go too long without a lesson, it bubbles up to the surface uh, and makes itself known and sticks around. So that part's a little embarrassing that it keeps coming back. I haven't been able to kill all of those awful swing tendencies, but uh, that apparently is just who I am. Uh, We found two big things to work on. Uh, that were wrong with my swing and my setup and big structural things like spine angle and balance and weight shift. Uh, And that's really all the detail I'm going to bore you with Um, because, you know, frankly, I know you're not particularly interested in the kinetics and the uh, precise movements of my golf swing and you, why would you be? Uh, We do have two big homework assignments for me, but Uh, As my pro reminded me, because I am me, we're going to work on them one at a time. Why? Because working on two at a time would be at least one too many. One of my big takeaways from my lesson today was a reminder of something that is bigger than uh, golf improvement. Be honest with your professional. It doesn't matter what it is. This is cross-disciplinary, across the spectrum. Be it a doctor, a lawyer, a realtor, an accountant, a minister. Give them full information. The more information they have accurately, the easier it is for them to do their job. Last night after I recorded uh, my pop-up podcast, I began thinking about what I wanted to accomplish in my golf lesson. And I was reminded of an episode of the Chasing Scratch podcast that I heard last year. If you're not familiar with that, uh, it's two guys that started as mid-handicappers in their mid-30s, early 30s, uh, and wanted to get down to scratch. So they turned what is essentially a a running conversation into an audio log into a podcast. It's great fun. It's entertaining. uh, I encourage you to check it out. Uh, One of their episodes last year, they went and got a TPI assessment. Uh, Titleist Performance Index. It's a a physical assessment of your capabilities, as I understand it. And there was a pre-assessment questionnaire. It's something that uh, Irish Mike, who they used, who is Mike Young at Fit for Golf on Twitter. Uh, They didn't give really full information. One of the questions was, do you have any current injuries or have you injured this in the past? And I think it pertained that kind of went through uh, the different body parts, upper leg, lower leg, etc. 
And it occurred to me that I think a lot of the source of my issues with my golf swing were originating from me trying to protect myself, trying not to make an existing injury, a nagging injury worse. Uh, 2019 for me was the year I returned to jogging slash running. I'd run every once in a while. Um, but I did a lot of races, everything from uh, a handful of 5Ks up to three half marathons. I had fun with it. I was in much better shape overall last year, uh, which were benefits. The downside was at the end of the year, I got a little irregular with my training. And I think the last race I ran, I probably shouldn't have. And when you run a race that you probably shouldn't have, you end up injured. And I did. I had all kinds of trouble with my left foot, ankle, shin complex. From shin splints to what felt like a, a sprained ankle without any swelling. It was just, it was bad. So after a couple of, maybe six weeks off of not doing a whole lot over the holidays, I have, I had returned to the range. But that nagging pain was there. And I think I kept modifying my swing, just trying different little band-aids, different little workarounds and fix-its to try to keep hitting the ball hard without um, using my entire body. My pro instantly recognized all my symptoms. When I walked in just after a couple of swings, I think one look at the, the video and he was able to show me, and he nailed what I was doing. But kind of putting all ego aside and, and wanting to get an answer, I talked with him about why I thought I was doing it. And he thought it made complete sense. The, the little fixes and the positions I got myself into were indicative of you know, not trying to, to move from one side to the next. Fortunately, he and I solve problems a lot the same way. If I know why I'm doing something, good or bad, if I know why I'm doing it, then I can do more of it. Or, as in this case, then I can learn to not do it. If I'm just on autopilot, uh, and I, I drive my golf pro crazy a little bit because I always want to know why he's telling me to do something. Because once I understand it, then I can, I can accept it quicker. And luckily, my golf professional is the same way. Um, you know, I entered my lesson today with a lot of irrational fear and a bit of a bruised ego. You know, it, it hurt my pride that I was coming back, dragging my tail back to my golf pro, having undone all of the work he had done uh, and ending up in what I felt like was a, a completely foreign zone, just full of uh, discomfort and a lack of confidence in my golf game. And he was able to find two things, very easy fixes, at least analytically. Um, and now I'm back onto a path um, that I have confidence that my golf swing will improve and that my performance on the golf course will improve as well. And that's why you go see a golf pro, to help you play better golf and to enjoy the game more. You know, my self-worth isn't tied to my golf score or my handicap index. But I do enjoy the game more if I'm playing well. You know, I have more fun playing with freedom than with fear. You know, not worrying about where the ball is going to go, but knowing where it's going to go. The bad side is that 
When I leave a golf lesson after a, a long absence, I am sore in places that I have not used in a long time. Invariably, it is my flanks of my abdomen and usually my glutes. Uh, apparently, if I go more than two weeks without a golf lesson, I just stop using uh, my midsection altogether or start using it incorrectly uh, because as sure as the sun is going to rise in the east, my, yeah, my tail and my midsection are sore from getting into the correct position that I haven't been doing for several months. So I guess another lesson from this, if you want to improve, if you're struggling with your game, or if you just want to have more fun, go see a golf professional. Uh, they can get you fixed up. At my very first lesson, actually probably before the lesson, my guy asked me, you know, do you want a real repeating golf swing or do you want me to fix what you're doing now? Make it a little bit better uh, and, you know, we can just redo the Band-Aid every once in a while when you're, you get going through a bad patch. So, you know, I chose the former. It's been a, a long journey, but I've gone basically from a, I don't know, maybe a 22 handicap down to about an eight in five years. Uh, and that's, I'm happy with that. I always wanted to do better, but I'm happy with that. So uh, if you ever wondered what the value of a golf pro is, it's someone that can help you have more fun and play better golf. They know what they're doing. As a postscript to the lesson today, I decided to put some of the new fundamentals, which are the old fundamentals, to work. Um, I am embarking upon the super speed training system. This is something to help me swing the club head faster. Um, and I did a training session tonight post-lesson uh, incorporating the swing changes that my pro and I had talked about. And much to my surprise, I was faster with less effort using the changes that we worked on today, which felt counterintuitive to me. Uh, the What I was after was better contact. That's why I went to get a golf lesson. I wanted to, I wanted to get the ball back on the middle of the club face, get it off the hosel and the toe. Um, but even making the changes that we discussed and worked on, an instant result, getting my speed up with what I felt like was less effort. Uh, so it's amazing what a little bit of knowledge can do. So thank you for stopping by this episode, uh, this short game session number two after the lesson. It's an episode of the Blind Shots podcast. Remember that this show is part of the Talking Golf Network of Shows. Uh, which include other great podcasts like the Good Good Podcast, where host Rod Morey, Adrian Logue, and Derek Duncan uh, usually have great discussions and interesting guests, ranging covering everything from course architecture to uh, the public golf space, which is always of particular interest to me. So you can find that show and this one at TalkinGolf.com. Again, that's only one G in Talking Golf. I hope you've enjoyed this little pop-up uh, mini-series of podcasts. I may try it again periodically as the inspiration strikes. Next week, we'll return to our regular fortnightly programming uh, with a conversation with who I think is one of the most sincere and interesting characters in golf here in Central Kentucky. Uh, my friend named Peter Schmidt. He is the founder of the Eternal Summer Golfing Society and a, a co-host of the 
oil hardened classic uh a an amateur tournament that you'll hear all about so i hope you'll tune in then until then do decide to go for it and take dead aim <laughs>